I did my research. You know, I did my research so I, I knew what's important to him. And I talked about the Olympics right away and I said, thank you for how kind you are to other Olympic athletes who are there for their dream. Because I've heard from so many friends who are Olympians who say that he was like the nicest person, would take a photo with everyone. He'd go watch people's events on his downtime when he was at the Olympics. And I just said, thank you for that. And I said, you know, I'm a big, I play with the USA handball team, but I've never been to the Olympics. And he said, I love handball. You know, growing up in, in Italy, I would play it, I would watch it. It's fascinating. Lakers do not have any timeouts. The Heat in the penalty, so they can't foul. Wade is guarding Bryant. Artest looking, gets it to Bryant. Bryant dribbling, has to put it up with the buzzer. Banks it in! Oh, he banks in the three! And the Lakers win the game! The only thing I said is Haslam should have stayed on it. But when you get beat on that, you just go to the locker room and say, I couldn't have done anything about it. And he clearly got it off in time. What a tough shot, banking in the three. And he felt like he was losing his identity. Felt like he was losing his edge. So he was watching uh, Kill Bill. And the ep- and in this, there's a scene with the Black Mamba. Oh, yeah. And he's like, wait, that's who needs to be taken out onto that court. Is that. Is the Black Mamba. And... Um, and then he talks about how even when he's in the locker room, there's a transition that happens. And that's when he activates the Black Mamba. And it's just like, just just look out. And he's like, he imagines in his head, just like I was in my mental movie theater, he imagines in his head that he had, the, the Black Mamba was in a cage. And, and it's like, I, I didn't go near the cage any other time because that was a dangerous place. But I, I opened up the cage to let the Black Mamba out to go out there and destroy things on that court. With half a minute to play, Bryant for the lead! Yes! Kobe Bryant gets the Lakers the lead! <laughs> I tell you something, this is, you know, he was legendary before this game. This is, this makes it to an absolute another level. Welcome to another episode of Commission Co. I am your host, the Commish. Joining me per usual is Drew. It's your boy. Um well I'm sure y'all uh I'm sure everybody kinda got the vibe from the from the from the intro. You know, a little Kobe, Kobe motivational. Um because uh the world the world literally got hit, got blindsided by uh, travesty on Sunday, as everybody knows. Um, kind of hard to believe still, you know, still hard to believe. It's and it's already been four days, five days. I mean, yeah, literally whenever I, like the first thing that I came across that said that I I wrote it off like so quick. I was like, that's fake. He didn't, that didn't happen. And then I literally got like a message. And then the dude that I was chilling with at the time, he like was reading it as well. So I was like, damn, it did actually happen. Like, come on. 
Yeah. It, um, yeah, it's very, very, very unfortunate. Um, now, uh, you know, to say the least, um, sometimes, um, you know, so, sometimes pilots, pilots like that, pilots who fly private charter helicopters or private charter planes, you know, sometimes they're under, I don't want to say immense pressure, but they're under pressure to get <clears throat> to get whoever from point A to point B, regardless yeah. of uh, you know the situation, the weather, the weather outside. So yeah, you know from yeah, I feel uh, like it's a lot of it's a lot of variable. Oh, I feel like it's a lot of variables that you know people don't consider. They just consider like get from point A to point B. But uh, I, well, one one telltale sign was uh, LAPD had grounded all the <clears throat> all their choppers um, in that fog. I guess that fog was so dense it really, they couldn't see. So um, now they did get. I mean, there is no reg, I guess regulations for the choppers, helicopters. However you, want to, however you want to call them, um, but they still got some type of permission. Now, what the what the what the people I, I, I always forget what they're called, but what they wanted them to do was they wanted them to follow the the freeway, like almost fly beside the freeway to kind of guide them to where they needed to go um, because they couldn't. Yeah, there was a, I mean, the visibility was just, you couldn't see. And so there is, now there is video, there, there is video of their chopper circling around waiting for some kind of, uh, uh, I guess, go from the people who uh, guided the, the, the skies of, of Los Angeles. Um, right. So I guess once they got that go, they went ahead and took off, but like it was it was at that time that the pilot got disoriented in the fog and i mean i'll i'll be the first to tell you you know you're you, sometimes you're on a you know you're on a i guess you ever you ever been on a roller coaster that's upside down yeah but it kind of feels like you're going you know you're 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 not going down you know, like almost hanging. It feels like you're actually like, you know, going, you're still going, you know, facing upward. Like right side up. Yeah. Honestly, I, uh, well, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in an interview and like he was talking about like what it's like whenever, like, because he's flipped his car before. And uh-huh. he said that r- literally like you're strapped, you're strapped down like so hard to your seat that it doesn't feel like you're getting tossed around. Like it feels like, like a wall is hitting the side of your car. Then the other side of your car, he said the whole time it feels like you're right side up, but just like random walls are like hitting you from like different directions. Yeah. And I'm sure everybody was, was, you know, strapped down, you know, in that chopper, of course. Um, Now, I guess he said at that time, 
um, <clears throat> that's when he uh, that's when he accelerated, you know, like went to pick up speed. But of course, he was going down, and then that's when the chopper hit the, you know, hit the ground. And you know, the even uh, LAPD says they were like twenty. 20 feet from clearing that hill but oh. yeah you know but they're going of course the wrong way going down so they're up uh, now, now they said uh, what, majority I guess majority of the people who were on the chopper they, they died from the blunt force trauma or right. you know if they didn't they would have you know been completely knocked out cold. And so they had to have, uh, now the, the gas tank had to have, you know, lit on fire from there. That's where, you know, kind of exploded. Um, Mm -hmm. Now there have been, there's been, there's been numerous people that have put forth, you know, um, requests for them to change these gas tanks to where they're kind of, they got some kind of like uh, bladder to where I guess it kind of like it'll bleed out that that uh that gas so it doesn't cause also oh, doesn't ignite or whatever I like I, I guess I got I, I I was trying to read up on it but I still wasn't quite comprehending fully what they actually meant by it all I know is like but it's been, like the design flaw yeah well it's not it's not that it's just like you know in the old chart in the old helicopter older ones this is just how how they did it, and of course nowadays they can change it. But apparently there's a loophole to where if the helicopter is over 20 years old; they don't have to. But there's been, I mean, there's even been people who have uh, put this request in to the president of the United States that says, "Hey, this is real dangerous. You know, you you should really consider putting something in motion so they could change this because even you know he's at he's at risk." When he gets on his, when he gets on that um, Air Force helicopter, whatever they call it, yeah. So, I mean, it's because because this, this, this it was his helicopter, right? It was uh, his personal one, or was it like? Well, I think so. But see, I I think so. Um, now, for some reason, it's I don't know why they say like it, someone still owns it. Like it might be like leased out to him, but I mean, it has it has his name on the side. It has like the it had the black mamba sign, you know, on it. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I, I didn't really dig too deep on that part. <clears throat> um, but I, I know that uh, I know that pilot. He flew for uh, some of the Kardashians. He flew for uh, Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know yeah, he, I saw that he's had like several like you know big names that he's that he's uh flown for. Mm-hmm. I saw that part. He has a no, he has over uh eight thousand flight hours under his belt. You know, he was so he knew what he was doing. But it was just like one of those things where you know he just you know he shouldn't he shouldn't have been flying, but he did. And you know, that happened, you know, and uh Sometimes you know the it was a fatal mistake, but it was a mistake, you know, it was an accident. 
Yeah, and you know, of course, the, the I mean, it was it was just one pilot, right? Just one pilot. Yeah, just one pilot. Yeah. Okay. You know, and the the, the media is always going to try to twist, and they're going to try to find something to where they can put the fault, and then on somebody, then you know, to where it's not their fault. But you know, they're they're digging. They they still haven't gone that route yet. But uh, there, but there, there there was a there was a journalist uh, who works for ABC who did get suspended uh, because he was the one that had uh, said that his four daughters were on the were on the chopper with him. And oh, uh, yeah, he was like, man, well, well, I wonder. Do you think that he was like just straight up lying, trying to get a headline, or you think maybe he just um, thought that? I don't know. I don't know. I think he well, he might have. I think he probably got some bad info. But you know, that's something that these media outlets need to start doing more of. You know, when you know a journalist or somebody puts out false information, you know, they're they're supposed to be putting out credible information. And mm-hmm. if they if they don't, they need to be held accountable. And so you know, and he he admitted his mistake. He's you know he's. Never should have never should have said that. Should have got the correct info, or should have waited. And so, uh, but even then, I mean, you know, with all with with everything that's everything that's going on right now in the world, um, you know, you got you literally got the whole country of China on lockdown because of that uh, coronavirus. Right. You know, so that's that's that that's weighing heavily on people. I mean, I know it's on me. I'm checking all the time, like, see what's going on. Yeah, I look at the updates as well. I, I saw that, uh, what were they saying? Like, I, you might have even showed it to me, too. Like, a, the first uh, uh, U.S. case, like, of somebody transmitting it here in the U.S., like, yeah, to so another person. Apparently, there's six people now who actually have it. Now, you know, when it, well, I don't I don't want to get real deep into that now. Well, one thing the media, one thing they're not telling people because, of course, it's not news. If it's not bad news, it's not news then. But there have been 75 people who have been, who have recovered from this coronavirus in China. So, you know, it's not. They just want to focus on the people who died from it. Yeah, exactly. So it's not all, it's not all bad. But I know, you know, they were, the, we, the United States, has already stopped all travel to the to China. They just made that decision today, and so you know, so I'm sure that's weighing on people. Um, and uh, of course, you know, lo and behold, you know, it put a big it. it you know, I like the way you put it today. It was it was good. You know, it cast a big a big shadow or a big cloud over the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure, man. It's like, it's like right there in the back of your mind. Like as soon as I start getting hyped up and happy, you know, thinking about the Super Bowl, like it's just right there lingering. Yeah. So I mean, it is. I mean, I haven't. Of all people, I haven't even really got into the Super Bowl like I normally would. I mean, I started to, you know, but then yeah, something like that happens because I mean. If I, wow! I wish Manny was on. You know, he was supposed to be on. I wish he was on, so he could defend defend himself. Um, but yeah. you know, me, it, me, me and Manny all that whole week, 
last week we were, I mean, we were going at it. We were going back and forth. You know, we we're just, you know, we're into it. It's, it's a Super Bowl. And then that happens. And you, you, you take a step back, you know. And, yeah. You know, you just, you kind of start to like, you know, it's not, well, not kind of, you start to, you know, think about everything that you, you should appreciate, you know, or you should be thankful for that you have in your life. And, you mm-hmm. know, you know, and all, and all that, and even though me and Manny were just having fun, you know, kind of getting serious there a few times, but a little, little bit, yeah. Yeah. And, but it's just going to take a step back and be like, you know, now is really not the time to be doing that. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I even, uh, I mean, anybody that has me on Facebook, like, you know, I had a, a little, you know, I was acting beside myself. A lot of things that happened that day and, you know, I was upset and literally like, you know, I was taking a walk and then like this whole Kobe situation came to mind and like, it just made me think about like his wife and how they're feeling. And like, it made me feel like, how could I even, you know, worry about this shit, you know, imagine what they're going through. So like, I see what you're saying. Like, it makes you like take a step back and be like, whoa, like, okay, like, that's serious enough that let's kind of chill out and you know this is this is something crazy like i mean it is it's just you know it just it makes you just throw all the petty stuff just you know it's like it doesn't exactly that's what you have it doesn't it doesn't matter you know and it's i mean it's it's like i'm still in shock like you know what this feels like it feels like like i i remember i remember when uh I remember when when Tupac died. Ah, uh, you know, and uh, I know, well, you know, for for some people, Biggie too, but but especially when when Tupac died, it was like everybody was just like, "What? Like, what? What? What the hell?" That really happened. Yeah, like it's almost like I don't know. Like you just see him as such a, a something other than a human being, almost like they're something more to you than that. And, like, you just kind of forget about, oh, like, I forgot that, like, these people can get sick, they can die, like, they can be harmed, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so whenever something like that happens, it's like, wow, like, yeah, wow. I mean, truth be known, you know, when it comes to basketball stars, football, all of them, I mean, that, I mean let's face it, we hold them on a pedestal, we hold them up there. Like they're almost invincible. Like nothing can happen to them. Nothing should happen to them. But then, you know, (laughs) they still bleed red like us. They, you know, they consume injuries just like us. They, you know, they're people just like us. Yeah, that's true, man. man. Wow. I mean, what are uh? What are some like memorable moments that you have of Kobe whenever you know he was in, in the game playing, man? Oh, well, uh, memorable moments. Well, I have, to, I have to say my first, my my real first memorable moment, of course, was I have to start it on draft day. You know, I, I know sure. I put that on the chat where you know the the Lakers, man, they wanted him so bad, like oh man, they wanted him bad. But then he gets drafted by 
no, at the time they were the Hornets. Then they moved to Charlotte, and you know, then of course they're the Bobcats. But at the time, I think they're still the Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. And I was kind of like, "What?" I was like, "Wait, hold on!" I thought the Lake Lakers were going to get him. Like, and sure enough, I mean, you know, it's it's it. If you ever if you ever get a chance to look into the story, it was kind of like, well, his agent was like, you know, upset at the Hornets. And then they were just like talking like his about agent, his agent was what? I'm sorry, you cut like, out. His agent was what? Upset, upset with the Hornets that the Hornets drafted him. And oh, okay. He kept telling them, you know, the Hornets were trying to bring up a contract, you know, and they wouldn't answer. They wouldn't answer the Hornets. And mm. so, yeah, and so I guess they got the point, and they made the trade happen with uh, with the Lakers. Wow, and then the rest is history. The legend was born. Yeah, and you know, I, 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 you know, I followed him that last year. He was in high school. You know, there's, there's certain people who I've, you know, you could just you look at them, and it's like, yeah, they got it. Like they're gonna make. Oh it. yeah. And, oh yeah, but, like LeBron, like it was obvious with LeBron with Kobe. It was obvious. Yeah, and you know, with with Kobe, it was he had somewhat of a slow start, but. I guess game while he was playing, it's it's not really memorable. But my but the first memory that comes to mind of him was I think it was I believe it was the second year and they were in the playoffs, and nobody on the team wanted to take the last shots. Like nobody really wanted <laughs> to, and Kobe ended up doing it, but he missed. He airballed three times. Mm. <laughs> And it was in the playoffs. Mm. I was like, "God damn, dude!" Like, damn it. Yeah, it's like, and I was like, "Well, I mean, in my head, I, was I mean, like, it's just like even MJ said himself. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's he's probably lost more than, I mean, the average person. He's definitely lost more than the average person. But that's what kind of made him great. I feel like that's what with Kobe too. Like, you were telling me that. You know what I'm saying? He was whenever he started playing basketball, he kind of you know wasn't that great, and he just dedicated himself and got better. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, that's what you know. Some people, some people aren't born with the God-given you know talent, and you know they might they might have you know they might be, they might be athletes, but. You know, some some just gotta work harder harder than others if they want to make it happen. You know, and that's you know that's what he did. I feel like I I mean I think that America likes that type of story better because you know it's like it's like a more attainable thing. Like if you see somebody who is like born natural talent, you know you could just tell off the bat. I mean you can't really compare yourselves to them, but if you see or hear about like somebody who's a legend. But they started out, you know, lackluster and all they did was just dedicate the hours and hours of practice and all, you know, all that kind of makes you feel like, damn, like I can do that. You know, I can do great things. All I all I have to do is just apply myself. And, you know, I feel like that was a, a great example of like, mm, that's what Kobe did. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, and not, it's never going to happen overnight i mean literally you know some people think okay it's gonna happen after a few days or uh 
few weeks or a month and, and no, I mean it's sometimes yeah, sometimes it takes years. But you know, you if you stay persistent, if you learn, and of course one part of learning is failing. Yeah. And that's just how it goes. You know, you just that's how you you know, you learn from your mistakes. You learn from not doing well. You know, that's that's just how it goes. And I guess some people get discouraged and there's like, ah, I can't do it. You know. Yeah. That's a, that's a big thing, man. I feel like that discouragement is it's I feel like it, it's like a plays a larger role in the separation between like, you know, the winners and the average people than people think. Like Yeah, it definitely does. I mean how else are you going to learn? You know, you're not going to learn by, you know, just playing the perfect game or or whatever the case might be, whatever, you, whatever you're doing. Like, it's going to happen. Like, you're going to fail. And that's something you have to learn to deal with and not take it so hard on yourself and, you know, take it as a lesson. And that's just what Kobe did. And and he just he started to see after that, you know, and then you know when it really kind of clicked, and I was and I remember I'm, I'm I remember this game so vividly, like when it really clicked for me with Kobe, and said, "Now he's got it!" Like there it is. It was uh, I believe it was Game Seven against the Portland Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. They were down. They were down by more than 20 points in the fourth quarter. And all of a sudden, Kobe throws an air ball perfect, perfect to Shaq. Crowd erupts. And it's just like, there it is. There it is. That's what he's been looking for. That's what he's been needing. And they just, man, they took over that game and they came back. They came all the way back and just and won and won the title. I mean that duo, yeah, yeah, that duo right there. That's a, that's going to be a legendary duo forever. Like you know, what I'm saying that was the way those two played together. Like, damn, it was like how could you, how could you stop it? Like, it was almost impossible. You got the big man that you know not really anybody can overpower in the NBA, and then you got Kobe, who's like freaking. They call him Black Mamba for a reason. He's fatal with the shots. You know, you can't give him any inch. Because if you do, he's making it. Like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. For me, for um, what... go ahead. Uh, well, Shaq, um, he was with he was with the Magic for how many years before he signed with uh, the Lakers? Was it three or I four? Think, I think it was. Just, I thought it was just three. It might it might have been three because. Be- because I know he went to Because I think on the that second year, I think Penny got hurt on that second year, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, I know they went to the finals one year. No, did they? Yeah, they went. Yeah. They, they, they went one year and then one year they went to the conference championship, but they never made it. They they couldn't win it. I know when they made it to the finals, they got swept. Um Yeah. Now so yeah, so I mean, yeah, for the I look for those first eight years of Shaq's career, I mean, <laughs> that that dude was just like unstoppable. And he, I mean, you when he signed, 
when he signed with the Lakers. I mean, he didn't even sign for max money with the Lakers. Mm. But he 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 wanted to. He just you know him and him and Jerry West hit it off, and you knew, you knew like once Kobe got it, like like dude, they were gonna they were gonna tear it up. Yeah, I feel like you know those are uh, those are the players that you know you know that their heart is in the, the sport because instead of taking you know the more money, they'll go more with the route like of who do I have a better chance of winning a title with you know yeah what what, what were we gonna say uh shoot uh i don't i don't know when oh okay earlier but i mean i could just say that i I know a memorable i mean i'll i think one thing that i do want to say about kobe is that i started out being like a big Kobe hater. You know, he was one of those guys that, like, he was so good that I just didn't want to like him. And, you know, my team was the Celtics, and, you know, he'd always be whooping up on them and stuff like that. And but honestly, whenever, you know, it's like the same thing with, with Floyd Mayweather. Like, I sat down, and I was like, objectively, I'm just going to watch Kobe play. And I – and I'll, I mean, that changed my mind. Like, you know, just watching him play, I was like, man, like, it's, you can't, there's nobody that looks at this guy play and play and think that, you know, he's not skillful and think that he's not like a legendary person. Like, I think, I, like, the last, the last uh, NBA All Star game that he was on, like, I think that they knew. I think that, that he, he, I want to say, he mentioned that he wasn't going to be in any more after this uh, all-star game. And, you know, he was already on the older side and just out of nowhere, this boy, I forgot on who it was. I want to, I want to say Dwight Howard, but I won't, I don't want to put, you know, that name out there be wrong. This boy Kobe just decides to drive to the basket and do like a backwards dunk on the defender, you know, and this is like him, like at the, pretty much at the end of his career and that wasn't that was another kobe like memorable moment for me where i was like are you serious like he just pulled that out like he he didn't see michael jordan whenever he was on the wizards pulling out backwards dunks on people and shit like that you know what i mean yeah so, yeah i mean he was a beast man i mean he was and if you think about it whenever um because what him and Shaq won three, and then mm-hmm. after that, after Shaq, after they traded Shaq, um, they won what two more? He won two more, and mm. yeah, because I know I know Shaq won four, and he won five, so they won two more. Okay. But one of those years, I know whenever they beat the Celtics, I mean. They didn't. Have, I mean, I look those finals whenever they beat the Celtics. I know the Celtics won the won the first time against them, um, and so they made it back to the finals. And I seriously did not think that they were. I was like, man, like I was rooting for them, but I didn't think that they were going to beat the Celtics. Um, but then they they freaking pulled it off, man. I mean, they, against Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. <laughs> That the Boston three party dog, and I'm like, man, 
And that's what I'm saying. Like that at that point in time, that was my team. Like, you know, Boston three party. And then like I would even talk about nah, like you call it a Boston four party because they got Rondo. And then like I see that happen, I'm like, oh my God. Like this man single handedly like crushed my Celtic winning dreams. Like, but on the flip side, that that was that was what made me realize like his greatness, man. And yeah, shoot, forever changed the game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um it now um it did it you know when it was time for him to go, like you know, you know to be honest, he probably stuck around for a year or two too long because he was on the decline like fast. But uh mm-hmm. but when it was actually his last game like, dude, put up sixty-one points his last game. Like, Jesus, that is, yeah, like that's just like monstrous. You know, Shaq. Shaq had told him his last game. He was like, "Go out there and score 50. And, and Kobe was like, "I'm gonna score sixty. Like, oh shit! And he, he actually went out did there. It. And he did that. Yeah, yeah, he did it, man. He did it. Um. You know, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, I feel to me, you know, what, what gets me about all this is like the kids, like, yeah, man, I can't even imagine, like, I can't, I, I can't even begin to think about like the, you know, the weight, the weight of it, like, like, you know, how like, like how scared, like man, like how terrified those kids were that were on the the chopper, and you know even his uh even now you know his wife and the other uh their other three kids, you know she 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 finally put out a statement, you know thanking thanking everybody, but it's just like like where do they go from here? Like damn, like you know. Yeah, yeah man, that's uh, it's 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 real sad. Like you know, I, I think about that too. Like the way, because I mean, to us, this like this is this is how it's affecting us, and we didn't even know this man personally. We just knew what like he did for us and what he meant for us, you know, for the sport. So yeah. like, just to imagine like the perspective of somebody who knew him, his family, his seed. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, that's you know, it's it's heartbreaking, bro. It, it really is. Um, uh, I guess the only thing that you know I could just say is just you know, death and just try to like you know think about the good times as hard as it hard as it is right now. But I mean, we have a lot to owe him. I mean, a lot is owed to him as far as the NBA goes and as far as sports in general goes. Like, you know, he's a role model for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, Yeah, there is, you know, I mean, sport, you know, sports. A lot of these teams are going to – I know one of the Mavericks are going to retire his number as well. Like, they're not going to allow another player to wear – I don't know if it's 24. Is, so they're just doing 24. It's not eight as well. 
Oh, I, I mean, shoot, if, if they do eight as well, I mean, I think, I think that, I, yeah, I think the Mavericks are going to do both. So, okay. um, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, you know, best best wishes to uh, to his wife and his, and his uh, surviving children. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what else We're to add. Yeah, man, that's not really. I feel like there's not really a a right way to end off on it or start off on it. It's just, you know, the heart goes out to the family. You know, this is something that this is the part of life that everybody hates, and especially whenever it's in a accidental, you know, unexpected fashion like it was. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, right. Rest, right. rest in peace. Yeah, rest, rest, rest in peace. And uh, all right, well, we are going to move on to the big game, the Super Bowl, um, San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the big one. Um, now, I think the two road teams. Now, I think uh, the, yeah, the, the over-under is set at 54, I believe. Um, Chiefs are still favored by a point and a half, which ain't shit. So, <laughs> pretty much the same. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much saying Vegas doesn't even know who the hell's going to win, really. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're up in the air too, man. So, I mean, place your bets and let's see. Yeah, the the you know it's only a point and a half, and the next thing would be just they they would just do a pick them, just be like you know what fuck it I don't know y'all pick somebody, um, flip a coin, you know, and so um, it's um it, I mean are, do you are are you still feeling that way about like you're confident like you're still a uh, chief or like objectively like skill wise when you think about who you think is going to win is it kind of up is it even for you or I don't think anybody's really confident about anything right now with that um with any team both of them um it's all yeah it's all going to depend on who, how they start the game because one thing you know one thing for certain the, the 49ers aren't the Texans or the Titans as far as like if they go up by 10 14 points you know they're they're going to manage that clock to where they can eat up the time and keep Mahomes off the field uh-huh um but now it, okay what's this what's the the biggest the biggest thing for me is going to be that San Francisco 49ers front line, the defense, defensive line. Okay. If they keep Mahomes contained, then it's going to be rough for him. But if he is, if if he's able to extend the plays and move around, I don't care who you are. Nobody no cornerback, no safety can cover a wide receiver for as long as Pat Mahomes, you know, um, st- stretches those plays for that for the amount. amount oh, of time. I see what you're saying. Like he he'll stretch it out and he'll 
he's going to find that opening. <clears throat> yeah, he's going to move around. He's going to he's going to create extra time. And eventually, and you know, I feel like that's what he does have over Jimmy G. Is I feel like he he can think on his toes, and he can pull something just out of his hat, and you know, salvage a play that otherwise would have you know just been a dud. Yes. Um. Now, of course, Kansas Kansas City's defense—they've been playing exceptionally well. They're going to have to step up as well. They're going to have to shut down that run game. They're going to. They're gonna they're they're gonna have to, you know, force Jimmy G to start throwing the ball. Word. And it might just get to the point where Jimmy G's gonna have to throw the ball to keep up with them. Um You think maybe it'll be like a like a little shootout, maybe? It could be. It could be. I would like to see that, you know. I know the last game, you know, there was run heavy, heavy running from the 49ers, but you know, I would like to see a little little shootout uh, you know, between the two quarterbacks cuz I Definitely. mean, I think it'll say a lot for both for both quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? We'll learn a lot. No, you know what? Uh, I didn't know this until like a, until a few days ago or last week sometime. Um now Kyle Shan- Kyle Shanahan's dad is uh, Mike Shanahan? Now, uh-huh. Do you know you know who that is, right? You know who he who he is. Uh, Mike Shanahan, or yeah, or uh, no, I only know I only know uh, what's his name. Okay, uh, Kyle. Mike Shanahan was a head coach in the NFL for a long time. He was the one uh-huh. that uh, he coached. He was the head coach of the Broncos whenever they won those two Super Bowls with John Elway. Oh, okay. Then yes, then I know exactly the area you're talking about. And then he went on to coach the Redskins. Okay. Um, he is actually employed by the 49ers. Oh my god! Really? Yeah, I was. I forget what show I was watching, and they brought it up that uh, that Mike Shanahan was game planning with Kyle Shanahan, and I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Like he's like what what like what do you mean? Like, what do you mean they're like working together? <laughs> and yeah, so they kept talking, and he's some kind of consultant for the 49ers. and he's actually mm-hmm. been working with Kyle on the game plans against these teams in the playoffs. Are you allowed? Can can you have? Like somebody who's not like officially like working for that team, like come in and just kind of like you know work with you. Like, I don't know, is there any rule against that? No, not really. You just gotta, right. as long as you're not working for another team at the same time, you know, right? Okay, okay, okay. And you know, not saying that's his situation, I was just wondering because I was gonna ask what like his position was, like, you know, what is he doing, but. I guess you know you, you said that he's kind of like a consultant. Some I guess if they of, had to put a a word on it, I forget the exact title. I think it was head coaching consultant. I'm like, wow, what a title! Yeah, let's just uh, go ahead and make a, a new title. Yeah, let's just make just make one up right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what? I was like, this is uh, this is new. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That might be the first one I've heard of of that. <laughs> I was like, okay. So it's going to take two Shanahan's to be to be one read, huh? All right. <laughs> Y'all do what you got to do. Oh, man. <laughs> might not work. He's already man. setting up excuses. <laughs> no, let me know, people. He's already setting them up. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm getting back. I'm trying to get back <laughs> to the spirit of things here. You know, we only got a few days left to the game, and I'm just like, this is a Super Bowl, man. I'm. I've always every year. I've always been just like so much more hype, hyped up. Yeah, man. and and then it doesn't help. Uh, what was going on with your with your jersey? Oh my god, dude. You know what I was thinking of? Oh, when I was thinking of on the way home today, I was like, you know what? That's kind of like mail fraud, almost like that. You know, whenever you mess with somebody's mail, that's a felony. I uh, yeah, I know you. I mean, that is that's tampering. Yeah, um, you could you could spin it to that dude. You that's tampering. Like that's that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm on the exactly what I was thinking of on the way home tonight. I was like, you know what? Because I called, I called like three times before I went in today, and of course I didn't get an answer. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go in there tomorrow, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw it in their face. I'm gonna throw, throw, uh, you know, threaten them with pressing charges for, you know, messing up yeah. their mouth. It's like because it just, you know, it just seems like they're just, they're just like it's like a click, you know, some kind of like cartel, some friggin' United United States postal <laughs> postal cartel, dude. Like they got each other's back. Like they're oh gonna, my god! And this boy, and you're just a, uh, and you're Walter White going against the grain, uh, breaking up the the whole thing or what? Um, I kind of like Teddy Teddy Roosevelt better, you know. Okay, all right. I, I want to be the guy that that breaks the monopoly, you know. Yeah. Or you know, you yeah, know dude, I feel like... yeah. I mean, who? Well, I don't, I don't know. I was, I was gonna try to think of a, a better a better uh, comparison, but. I mean, that might be it. I feel like, yeah, man, dude. Whatever people think about uh, that, the 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 crime that we're mentioning, like they're they're thinking of, okay, like you know, stealing a like a credit card little thing out of the mailbox or taking something for your own possession. But like, you know, if we're getting down to the te- the text, like what the law says, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you're right, man. I'm pretty sure there's some illegal activities going on. You know, if he's saying that it's dropped off and he's also acknowledging that oh yeah uh, i marked that it's dropped off even though i wasn't sure that even though i knew that both packages weren't there yeah well i mean it's, it's like I, I told i finally told a lady uh whenever i talked to her on monday i was like look i'm tired of him and I'm, i told her I was like, i'm tired of holding my tongue in his own words quote unquote he fucked up that's exactly what he said and then you want you want he wants to go to you and you know say oh oh I guess I did I did drop off the package no motherfucker you didn't like no He's like you told me to my face you didn't <laughs> exactly I'm not gonna let this go like so <coughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna waltz, waltz up in there tomorrow with uh, with my receipt of how much it was and I'm like look I need my money or this is I'm not letting this go like I'm not. I, I, was, I feel like uh, 
you might you maybe you might be become a part of a American history, bro. And now we're gonna have a a mailman. They're gonna have to wear body cams. Hey, hey just you know whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe might they might. You, you know, you keep you keep feeding me these ideas, bro. And then I'm just gonna go ahead and keep on, like you know. Don't throwing it at them, you know what I mean? They're, by by the time let's I'm go done, ahead and though, activate that body cam footage right now. And let's see that package where it went. God damn it! You know, cause, you know they're gonna they're gonna start referring to me as the guy who's going postal on the freaking post office itself. Like, oh my god, dude! I I I know for sure that they know. Like over like like I'm talking about like a little click or something. I know for sure. Like you're like a little infamous like dude over there. Like ah crap, here he comes. Oh, dude! Oh, yeah! I, no. Anywhere, dude. It's, my my kids, my kids' school, like each of their schools, bro. They know me. They the same thing with them. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, but with them, it's just like because you know, I mean, you know how that goes. Whenever it comes to like, let's say, schools or counselors, principals, you know, when when it's like some kind of like, I guess, government kind of like run place or whatever, or you know, yeah, you know, they think like they're almost above. The law, or they're above whatever uh, consequences they can, you know, that can happen there. They can face. They think, oh no, these people that are below us, or they're not going to do anything. They don't know any better. They're just going to whatever. Like, nah, man. Uh-uh. Yeah. Like, I know my rights. Yeah, I do feel that way. I feel like it's like it's like bureaucracy. You know, what I'm saying they feel like you know you just got to follow. Uh, you just gotta follow our steps, and you have no choice but to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. In, or, in other words, just, uh, just you know, stay, stay complacent. You know. But, but then there's one man who goes against it all and said that's not what's gonna go down. How, how does how's the guy that with the, like the, that does the movies? And then one man who goes against the grain <laughs> to rise above. Like, and, and I and I know this uh, this mailman. He's avoiding me because whenever he knows when I'm gonna walk out of the house, he knows when I'm gonna get my car to go to work. Like he knows all this, so so he's gonna avoid me by any means necessary because he's he doesn't <laughs> like he knows he knows that he knows already that okay that he, this guy this guy doesn't like me for sure, and so. But I think possibly they might uh. You think they might possibly put this guy on another route <laughs> because of you? Well, I mean, dude, that's what I mean. I kind of want to be like, look, why don't you go ahead and you know this guy fucked up? Why don't you go ahead and uh, you know what? First, <laughs> first punishment, put him in, put him in Molina, put him over there in one of those neighborhoods, you know. So he's so <laughs> put him in Molina, <laughs> so he's not so comfortable anymore. You know, get 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 a couple of dogs chasing after him. Hey, I'm uh, I'm going outside right now, so I hope it doesn't cut out from when I switch from Wi-Fi to data. But if it does, like, just send me like another invite, and I'll get back on. Okay. But uh, but yeah, dude, this guy, man, I can't believe that all this is happening with the postal service, man. Like, this is like a whole thing. But I mean, it's 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 just. I mean, I kind of expected it, but. I didn't expect I didn't expect them to, to act half retarded about everything about oh and you know what the lady at the post office she she tries to like throw me off because she's like oh what's the tracking number and I'm like bitch you know my name like fuck that like, uh-uh. 
look up my name. You know, you know who I am. Like, no, no tracking number because I know she's trying to like get me to, um, like hang up the phone, and so she doesn't have to like, answer the next time I call. So what about that lady that like you said was like you know kind of on your side? She was like you know, we get this done for you. You know what I mean? Like what's he saying? Oh no, it, it's the same lady I talked to on Monday. Like on Monday, it was like it's like it's like we're back at square one. She was like, "Oh, what's your name?" And I'm like, "Really, really, you know?" He said, like, oh, "What's the tracking number?" And I was like, "Dude, oh my god, that's it's got hot." And I was like, "Let me go and get this. I'll call you back." And then I called back, and then she's like, "Oh, well," and then like it's just like almost like she changed her tone. She was like on his side almost. Uh, so, they're clicking up, bro. You're right. They're starting to team up against you. It's the it's the USPS against the the lone wolf. I'm telling you, man. Um, watch. I'm gonna go in there tomorrow. They're they're gonna jump me in there. Of all the old people. Do you feel? <laughs> do you feel like maybe like they're they? There's what you, you're breaking up there. Uh, you you were breaking up there. What'd you say? Oh, do you feel like maybe they're just hoping that you know you kind of just fade out, just kind of forget about it? Like, oh yeah. Maybe oh, one yeah. day he'll just stop calling us. Yeah, no, no. That's what they're that's what they're hoping for, and that's what like I mean, that's what they're like. Oh, maybe he'll just forget about it and give up, like other people do. And 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 they even try to throw that whole. Well, it looks like your package might have got stolen. I was like, no. Like no, 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 no. Like maybe if you're, you're, uh, maybe if your fucking mailman wouldn't have fucked up and told me he fucked up, like, like that's just. I'm sorry, no, it's not gonna happen that way. Yeah. So, nah, man, I wanna. I definitely want justice for you, justice for Jay. I'm starting a a, a new hashtag. Justice for Jay. Justice for Jay, baby. Go, go, go start me a fund me. A fund me. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, man. I know, right? For New Jersey. It gets, all, it gets all the way up to Pat Mahomes and like he visits you with the autographed jersey. He's like, I heard what you went through just right. for me, Jay. No, I just, I, I don't want to see somebody in the neighborhood, dude, in my neighborhood that's wearing the jersey because I swear to God, dude, there's no place in Corpus that sells a jersey. And and I don't even feel like there's no place in Texas like this. Like this, this package is legit coming from overseas. So do you think that? <laughs> so for sure. So like, if you see somebody rocking it on your block, you're automatically like, they oh, bro, stole my shit. <laughs> you, next, next thing you know, someone, someone at work is gonna be telling you I went to jail for assault or something, dude. Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting my shit. <laughs> What if they're like, dude, I got receipts, bro. I can show you receipts. Nah, dude. Nah, nobody. Dude, I I had to dig around, like, for real, like, dig on the internet just to find it, dude. And I really? think the whole reason I found it, the only reason I found it is because, I mean, it's like, it's coming from another country. And that's and then now this, and now I have a feeling this coronavirus is affecting me now because the jersey is coming from over there. So they're like, hey, we got some things we're kind of like working out over here, bro. You know, we'll get, we'll get to the jersey later. <laughs> yeah, for real. They're like, hey, we're we're like a short staff right now, and uh, everybody keeps dying on us. 
that's what I was telling those customers about, like, you know, DHL and all that. Because, I, I mean, I've I've dealt with them maybe only a handful of times, but it was always, like, whenever it was coming from, like, Korea or something like that. And honestly, on all those, I just had to, like, forget about it, about buying the product, and it would just come, like, some random month and it would be like a nice surprise like oh yeah i forgot i freaking ordered this like two months ago no shit yeah but i mean honestly i don't think it was it was it wasn't definitely like any nfl jersey uh any nfl jerseys or anything like that it was definitely like people that were over there in korea like selling something themselves so i mean it wasn't like a full-on company you know well, and see, you know, whenever I was uh, whenever I was looking around on the website, like, you know, how long the package is really going to take or, you know, where exactly it's coming from and all that. Like after I after I paid for it, it says, oh, and, and then I, and I read I read where it says your package is coming from. Also, this is those Chinese letters and all that. And I'm like, some, hi- some hieroglyphics. Yeah. Some of that shit. I saw a cat in there and then the lady <laughs> like an Egyptian. And, God damn it! <laughs> it had the the, the, uh, the eye of raw on there, or what? Had the eye, and I saw Godzilla in the background too, and I was like, "Oh, oh fucking, fucking god!" I hate that because then I'm I'm like, "What kind of format is this?" Because I remember like I worked at Sears, and like whenever I'm like signing people up, like for these like protection plans and all that, and you gotta write down their address and all that, and type it in the boxes. Sometimes I would get like these foreign customers and they hand me their ID. I'm like, where, where's, where do I start? Like, where's the address on here? This doesn't even look like the same type of format. I'm reading like, it's like a number, then followed by a letter. Then you got a symbol. I don't even know what I'm looking at. Like, what do I type? Like, right. And you just like, you kind of look at them. And you're like, Hey, you want to help me out here? Like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? English, buddy. You want to tell me what it looks like? Is? Coordinates? Are you the coordinates to your place? You know, and then you know, I've I've watched like I've watched videos where like where people they they'll ask them, they'll ask people like from all over there, China, Japan, or, or Korea, or wherever, and they'll be like, "So what's what's harder to learn?" And they're like, "Oh, English. English is harder to learn." I'm like, "What? No way! How the hell can English be harder to learn?" Like, I you know, right? Like you you gotta you gotta write those lines for those letters in a in a certain way, a certain pattern for them to mean a certain thing. You know what I mean? It's like over here, you just you know you spell, you spell friggin' I don't know car C A R. You could you could have chicken chicken scratch and it means the same damn thing. You know what I mean? Like it's that's true. You got to get the symbol damn near perfect over there, or else they're gonna be like, I don't know what that says. Yeah, they're gonna be like, what? 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 What'd you call my mother? (laughs) What'd you call my mother? (laughs) Honestly, dog, like I'll I'll look at it. And like just just like notes, like if somebody just wrote down like some notes that's like in like Chinese or something like Mandarin, I'm like, this looks like an official piece of like literature that was published or something just because the the symbols look all intricate. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it, I mean, it's crazy. I don't even know. Like, of course, you know, they they came up with their language and they're all that like, God, I mean, I'm sure thousands of years before English was ever around, you know, so it's like, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. know. Well, I know, like, one thing my cousin was telling me is that, like, you know, just like over here, um, just like over here, you know, you'll have 
like certain people like companies they'll just throw like random like chinese letters on there just to like look cool oh my god like he was telling me that like you know you go over there to japan and they'll do the same thing you know for the american letters like they'll just throw some random like like a random word like that has nothing to do with you know whatever is on the shirt but it's just on there because to them like what we think (laughs) yeah like like to them you know our letters look cool you know what i'm saying just like to us their letters look like you know these intricate symbols like whoa like what the hell they just put like high on there or something or, or it says something like random like dog Honestly, dude something. you know what's crazy is one time literally i remember it was whenever i was like super young and i was uh i was going to church and um there was like see these uh asian kids uh-huh um and they were they were like yeah uh uh like yeah you know we speak chinese and all that you know we understand it and i was like oh okay sweet i was like hey i have this shirt like tell me what it says on the back and like it it was like a tiger and then like around the tiger it had like this you know circle of all these like chinese letters and i was like dude i bet you this shit is like i don't know says something legendary you know and then like (laughs) i turn around I turn around and these boys are just like looking at it and then they're looking at each other and they're like, bro, these are just like random letters. He's like, it doesn't even say anything. I was oh, like, God dang man. it. Bro. I thought, I thought you were going to tell me something like it says like pussy or something or whatever. <laughs> I would have been happier with that. You know what I'm saying? Or like pussy cat or something with, you know, it's around the tiger, you know? Holy shit. I would have been much happier with that uh, yeah. compared to just being random letters. You know, you know the, you know, um, I forget, I forget what news outlet I was watching. Um, it, this is like yesterday or something, but, uh, or I was reading an article that a lot of those people over there in that 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 Wu that Wuhan, that Wuhan, China, uh-huh. that that they were talking shit. That they were like, ah, oh, we can't, we can't get sick from this. Only only the foreigners can get it. Like, like they were oh. already getting sick like before last month. And they were like, "Yeah, we can't get sick. Ah, these foreigners—they're the only ones." And it's like, "Ah, well, you know what? Jokes on you, motherfuckers!" Like, because look what happened. <laughs> look what happened. Y'all motherfuckers can't leave your house now and can't do a damn thing. Like, like I know, I know it's not—it's not nice, but it's like, oh, I mean, well, that, hey, man. Sometimes whenever you hear the things they say about us, it's yeah, like man, talking all that shit. You know, shouldn't have said anything. Man. I mean, it's not like it would have stopped anything, you know, but. Well, uh oh. You still there? Drew? Okay. I was like, oh, shit. But. Uh... <laughs> Farther than you think, Jay, with the whole missing package, it goes all yeah. the way to the, the Chinese folks up there, like, American wants this shit? Hell nah. Like nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ta- take this shit home before we send it off. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make sure we all cough on it. I'm like, oh my god, dude, that's like all like chemical, like chemical warfare and shit. Right? Like, what the fuck? No, but you dude. know, but no, but no, but viruses, viruses and all that, they can't, they can't, um, they can't survive out in the open like for that long. So it would, be oh, okay. like, like I don't know, like it would have to. Uh, I don't know. They'd have to like, like it has to be like touch. 
Well, it has it, to be like the person touching you, or it would literally have to be some like human to human, where like okay, the guy coughs on it before handing it over to like some somebody on our side or whatever. That's good, and then so then they would catch it, but then the package would be around them. I mean, it would just, it would just be too complicated, probably. Ah, uh, yeah. Like maybe if he coughs on your food, then you eat that food. You could probably get it. Yeah, it'd have to be like almost like right away because I mean, <coughs> it can't it can't live for more than like maybe like a minute or two because once it's because uh, that, that's that's one thing that they say like if if the if that if that coronavirus if it makes it like to where it's like down here in Corpus somehow for some odd reason they they say to open your windows to your to your house because. The viruses they can't they can't survive in a well ventilated place that has like air coming in and out from from the outside. You know, like all your okay. windows, your windows would have to be down. It you know, had to be like a warm setting and all that for it to survive. And so, oh, oh dude, okay. trust me, I, I, I did, I I dug deep whenever I first started reading <laughs> about this stuff. Dog, like, don't 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 tell me you're gonna start showing up uh like how them Asians did before this virus. They had like the mask on. Hey, hey bro, I, like, got, I little... got the mask already, bro. I got some. You have a mask, I, bro? Yeah, I got like I got a little pack, like you know, hell yeah, dude. Shit, you never know, buddy. Okay, what whatever. Okay, I, so I should, what I I should really... show up to work. Oh my goodness, this guy. Oh man, you gonna get every don't sh- honestly you show up to that with the work with mask and then like true sees you, she's gonna freak out. Like she's already like freaking out about all this stuff. Like she's just waiting for like a, a case to be in corpus. She what do you mean? She everybody <laughs> they're all gonna be like, What the well, fuck? I mean, I mean I but like I like her, I that's true, but like she was really going like you know, I I was joking joking with her. I was like you're probably the type of person that goes on WebMD and uh, you know types in your symptoms, and then you just found out you got brain like brain cancer or you have a tumor or something like that. And they go to the doctor, but, uh, and they're like, "Oh no, you just got migraines. Here, take this. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. You just got too much sodium in your diet, bro. Yeah, just gotta cut it down, man. Gotta cut it down. Nah, but I, I don't even think like it's not." It won't. It, it. There's. I don't think there's any way it'll go down over here like it is over there. Over there, that government dude, that you know, the Chinese government, just like they just want to, they want to hide everything. But they, but what they did this before with that SARS, and over they really fucked up with that because they let that shit go on for too long, and so that's how this time they kind of got ahead of it. Well, not ahead of it, but they kind of, you know, they told everybody before it got really too late but even now like dude damn near the whole freaking country is on lockdown like if you think about it like no countries letting planes fly into their countries to their airports from china and no countries are allowing their you know planes to take off from their country chernobyl bro this is crazy like chernobyl or something like that honestly and I, that's because I just watched freaking 28 weeks later the uh, last week. God dang it. Oh, shit. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, you might as well pop on Resident Evil, too, you know? You know or all three I know. Or five I'm sharpening up on my skills. Sharpening you know, up on my shooting skills. Freaking get, get all freaked out and, you know, be hiding in your closet. <laughs> oh my God. This boy Jay just has, like, two by fours, like, on his front door and shit. Like... Oh well, you don't know. No, actually, no. I got there's bars on the windows and 
bars on all the doors if I want to lock it up. Lock up the doors. Oh, okay. and, yeah, you know, you got a little setup there. Yeah, but um, damn, we got we got way off topic. Um, yeah, I mean, we did going talking about that jersey, man. Shit, man. God damn it. Oh well, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna get all like upset about it anymore. I mean, I'm gonna go in there. Like I said, I'll go there tomorrow, and I'll state my case to them. And I mean, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do both. I'll if I have to if I have to fill out a police report, fuck it, I'll do it. I'll do that. Plus, I'll go. You know, I'll uh, I'll keep going up the up the, up the total pole until I get somebody that's gonna listen. Ladder. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get somebody eventually. Eventually, somebody's gonna be like, you know what? Just fucking pay the guy the forty five dollars. Like Jesus Christ, just pay him so he'll leave us alone. Like, oh my god, that's totally true. I, I totally believe that. Like. You know, because in their mind, they're going to be like, this is the company's money that I'm about to hand to them. It's not my money. Yeah. Shit. No, so. someone's going to get pissed off. Someone's going to be like, one of them, someone's going to be like, look, he's like, all you have to do is pay him and it'll be all be taken care of. And that's it. Like, but y'all just want to play hardball with him and th- this guy's not going to back down. So. <laughs> well, they, yeah, man. Justice for Jay. Like I said, everybody, hashtag it. Hashtag and, uh, I'll let y'all know. Uh, I'll, I'll keep everybody informed. Um, like I said, hopefully I don't get jumped in front of all those old people trying to pick up their mail at the post office. You know, they're gonna be like, <laughs> they're, they're gonna start threatening them and be like, "See what happens? You see what happens?" Oh my god! Fucking turn into a big old fucking like old, damn near bar fight in the freaking post office. See you on the news, bro. All right. I'm getting carried out in handcuffs and I didn't do shit wrong. And of course, of course, you know, dude, oh. dude and no, that's nothing, dude. I won't. Every time I've gone in there, I make sure I'm wearing my jacket, my sweater or some kind of long sleeve shirt because I already know, dude, I already friggin' know if I go in there without a shirt, without sleeves and they're going to look at the, my tattoos and they're just off right away. Boom. They're, they're gonna judge a book by its cover and just yep. you know what I mean? Like it's they're just gonna think like, oh look at this dude, like trash. Like and and, and I could, damn bro, the the that one that you have where it's got like the basketball, like that shit look like you got it branded on you. Like that thing looks like thick. Like it looked like they were pressing extra hard on your tattoo, like that's <laughs> never going away. Well, because actually the dude actually was, dude. Like it's crazy, dude. Like he he started it, and the thing was like, I think I think he was like tweaking from the night before, dude. Because I got off of work, because I I got off of I was managing for IHOP in Waco. I got off at like six in the morning, and he went over to do it. And all of a sudden, dude, he got like he got like uh, he started it, and like thirty minutes later, I'm like, God damn, like why is he pressing harder? Like fuck, this shit's starting to hurt. And I asked him, I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, bro. He's like, you okay? Like, why is it like, why does it feel like that? And he's like, well, actually, the, the 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 needle was going dull already. And I'm like, oh, oh hell, you motherfucker! You supposed to use the needle? I'm like, bro, why didn't you fucking say something, man? I would have taken you, man. I'm like, put that shit down and let's go, dude. Like, no way, dude. Come on, let's go. I'll I'll, I'll get him for you. Like, damn it, dude. Like, no wonder. Like, no wonder it is. I was like, because I never fucking felt like that in my life when I got a tattoo. Like, God, man, that shit was hurting. 
Like, shit, man. I look at every time I look at that thing, I'm like, that thing looks like it was painful. Like it was. Oh, I mean, I it was it, it was hurting like for a full almost like I want to say like a whole day later, dude. It was like I was like that pain did not subside. I was like, God, dude, like oh Jesus Christ, man. And we we had to like literally break it down into like two two sessions because I couldn't take it anymore after a while, dude. I was like, nah, dude. <laughs> like I'll go, I'll go back, I'll go to your, I'll go to your house in like two or three days and we can finish it up, dude. I was like, cause I, I need a break. Like no way, it's it's hurt. <laughs> yeah, oh man. But I mean, okay, now, okay. So I guess with the game, um, yeah, like I said, it's I'm. I'm gonna. I'm saying. I'm still saying the Chiefs pull away in the fourth quarter, um, <clears throat> but it can literally go down to the last, to the last minute, to the last drive. You know. So, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm sticking about my guns there. All right, man. You know, I, I. I agree that it's gonna be a good game, and I mean, me picking the 49ers like it's like has everything to do with just me wanting to see. Like you know, some appreciation towards Jimmy G, and but it's skill wise, like skill wise, ooh, I don't know, bro. Whew, I'm well, leaning a little bit towards the Chiefs. Appreciation, but they showed appreciation at Jimmy G, and, and when they drafted him at the beginning of the second round, the Patriots. I'm I'm talking about the fans, bro. I'm talking about the fans. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about whenever I turn on that goddamn TV on first take, I want to hear out of Stephen A. Smith's mouth himself giving respect to Jimmy G. Because I heard him say, like, pretty blatantly that Jimmy G could have, like, the best game, like, he wants, you know, anytime he wants, but he's still never going to give him credit. So I got to I got to I got to hear what he's going to say if he wins that ring, you know what I'm saying? I got to see what excuse he has lined up. Well, you know the 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 the, the prop bet on with Jimmy G is uh over under 264 passing yards. Like that ain't shit, dude. Like, <laughs> like they're giving this guy no credit whatsoever right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, true. All right, well, I'm, and I'm sure if Manning was on, of course, he'd be like 49ers by 30 or something. Or I mean, I don't know. Oh my God, by 30. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just trying to uh yeah. I'm just I'm just trying I'm just trying to stir stir the pot again. You know, we're 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 just about there. <laughs> you know, so it's time to get back in the in you know in uh in uh football, you know, super super bowl mode. Talks you now. Yeah, man. So it's a big, it's a big, uh, it's the most important uh day in the NFL of the whole year. Yep, yep. Um, so, so all right, so there's that, and uh, I guess, um, well, I don't know. I mean, is there something, is there anything else you wanted to add, really? Or <clears throat> no, nah, man, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, I had to get off, you know, pretty soon here. I don't know if you wanted to talk about anything else, real quick. I mean, no, nah, I mean, other than um. I guess uh, well, what what we're probably going to be doing is uh, we're going to be uh, just you know take, taking a month off after you no. Know, so I guess this this no. this, this, this will be our last episode of uh, of this season, and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll pick it back up 
uh, towards the end of February, beginning of March. So, okay, kind of, kind of give, kind of give everybody a break, you know, and then get their thing, get get themselves collected and all that, and get their minds, you know. I guess Ryan. Yeah, I see. All right, doggy. So, but yeah, oh, and uh, folks, we're gonna be, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna be closing out the podcast with, uh, with another Kobe, uh, um, I guess you could say motivational kind of uh, speech. Um, I want to say, I want to say this one is probably gonna, is a lot more heartfelt. I, I mean, they're both heartfelt, but, but the second one, yeah. this outro is a lot, a lot more heartfelt, especially towards the end. So, uh, yeah, man. I guess that's about much respect it. to the man again, man. Yeah, and um, so good. I guess good luck to both uh, 49ers and the Chiefs. And uh, so, yeah. uh we'll, we'll be talking yeah. to, I guess, we'll be, we'll, we'll be talking to everybody again at the beginning of uh, or I'm sorry, at the end of February, end of February, beginning of March. Okay. All right. All right, then, buddy boy. All right, man. Well, I guess, uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you tomorrow. And for everybody else, we'll be talking soon, right? All right, man. Justice for Jay. Everybody send your prayers out to him. Yeah, please. I don't want to go to jail. It'll probably be a felony if I I beat up a a postal officer or whatever, man, or whatever the hell. Which I probably won't do. I won't do that, but I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey man you know what I'll, I'll go to one of these uh chinese marketplaces and uh get them to make a little bootleg one for you real quick yeah there you go there you go <clears throat> tell them to get the spelling right, right. <laughs> for real right oh my god who's my names i'll end up getting a jersey that says my homie or something on the back my homies? Of my <laughs> <laughs> oh All shit right. Uh, All right, folks, we are we are out, folks, and everybody have a good night, and uh, y'all take care. Later. All right, bye, everybody. Follow your passion first. Um, you know, when I retired from the game. Yeah, I said they're asking kind of all the wrong questions. You know, what's the biggest industry I can get into? And it's all the wrong stuff. And you got to sit there and ask yourself, okay, what am I truly passionate about? What do I enjoy doing? And when you feel that way, I, honestly, I mean, you feel like you have never worked a day in your life. It's the most fun thing in the world. You get up in the morning excited about what you're doing. And you got to be really honest with yourself about it. If you wake up in the morning and you're dreading going to work, dude, do something else. Do something else. And those are hard decisions to make. But when you make those decisions, it's a very liberating experience. And you find out that the rewards will come. I think the best way to prove your, your value is to work, is to learn, is to absorb, um, to be a sponge. But you always want to outwork your potential. As hard as you believe you can work, you can work harder than that. And that's what I tried to do when I first came in the league. But you know, basketball is such a direct competition sport. And me coming in at 17, I hated when like my teammates would say, you know, I get hit with an elbow, right? Shaq would hit me with an elbow in practice. And like, you know, <laughs> you know, Nick Van Exel would come up and say, Are you okay? I'm like, 
What? <laughs> wow, are you okay? <laughs> wrong with you you know so like i always had that extra chip on my shoulder so like every day in practice for me was really trying to annihilate everybody that was that i was playing against because i wanted to prove you don't need to babysit me like I, i'm fine <laughs> you know and uh and so it's always um, that competitive nature the work ethic and curiosity because I asked a lot of questions. When playing with Byron Scott, I asked him a lot of questions. Eddie Jones, who was great at chasing guards off the screens, and I didn't understand how to do that. I would sit with him before practice, after practice. Magic, all the Laker greats, I would always sit down and just ask him questions about certain games that I studied growing up. What actually happened there? What did you feel there? Why? We were playing against the Lakers, Tom, and we were out here in L.A., so the game was at 7. It's like, you know what? I'm going to come to the Staples Center. Because we're playing. This one, the Lakers had Kobe and Shaq. Okay? This is this is like the championship Lakers. So you know, I'm going to get there at 3 o'clock. And I want to make sure I make 400 main shots before I go back into the room. And then I sit in the sauna and I get ready for the game. So, you know, get in the car, get to the gym, get there. And as I'm walking onto the court, who do I see? I see Kobe Bryant already working out. So once I set my foot across that line, I started working out. And so I worked out for a good hour, hour and a half. And when I came off, after I was done, I sat down and of course I still heard the ball bouncing. I looked down, I'm like, this guy's, this guy's still working out. He's, he was working out for like, it looks like he was in a dead sweat when I got here right. and he's still going. And it's not like his moves are nonchalant or <laughs> lazy. He's doing like game moves, right. you know? Um, I sit there and I unlace my shoes. I'm like, I want to see how long this goes. So I sit out there and watch uh, 25 minutes and he got done. I said, okay, I think I've seen enough. Go play, you know, come back, get in the sauna, get ready for the game. That game, he drops 40 on us, okay? And after the game is over, I'm like, I, I have to ask this guy. Like, I, I have to understand, like, why, why he, he works like that. Right. So after the game is over, I'm like, Hey, Kobe, like, why, why were you in the gym for so long? He's like, Because I saw you come in, and I, and I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, that I'm willing to work harder than you. If your job is to try to be the best basketball player you can be, mm-hmm. right? To do that, you have to practice, you have to train. You want to train as much as you can, as often as you can. So if you get up at 10 in the morning, train at 11, 12, say 12, train at 12, train for two hours, 12 to 2, Um, you have to let your body recover. So you eat, recover, whatever. You get back out, you train, start training again at 6. Train from 6 to 8, and now you go home, you shower, you eat dinner, you go to bed, you wake up and do it again, right? Those are two sessions. Now imagine you wake up at three, you train at four, you go four to six, come home, breakfast, relax, so so blah, blah, blah. now you're back at it again, nine to eleven, right? You relax, and now all of a sudden you're back at it again, two to four, and now you're back at it again, seven to nine. Look how much more training I have done by simply starting at four. Right? And so now you do that, and as the years go on, the separation that you have with your competitors and your peers just grows larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. And by year five or six, doesn't matter what kind of work they do in the summer, they're never going to catch up because you're five years behind. (laughs) So it makes sense to get up and start your day early because you can get more work in. If I start earlier, I can train more hours. And I know the other guys aren't doing it because I know what their training schedule is. So I know if I do this consistently over time, 
this, the, the gap's just going to widen and widen and widen and widen and widen and they won't be able to get that back. So it, to me, it was just common sense. I'm like thinking, how can I get an advantage? Oh, start early. Yeah, let's do that. How do you how do you develop that, or where do you where do you learn that from? Well, I, I think it's just you know, it's just a matter of what's important to you. What's important to you? For for whatever reason, you know, I, I felt like um, I didn't feel good about myself if I wasn't doing everything I could to be the best version of myself. If I felt like I left anything on the table, um, it would eat away at me. I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. And so the reason why I can retire now and be completely comfortable about it because I know that I've done everything I could to be the best basketball player I could be. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out.